Hi everybody and welcome back to the NBA's Big 30. I know it's been a while, so today we have three segments. The first one will cover the conference semifinals and finals, while the second segment will go over some league news. The final segment of today's episode will cover Game 1 of the NBA Finals. Let's start off by covering the conference semifinals. Miami beat New York in 6, Boston beat Philly in 7, LA beat Golden State in 6, and the Nuggets beat Phoenix in 6. Here are some interesting facts from those series. Starting off with the Boston-Philly series. Philly had a 3-2 series lead, but they weren't able to close it out on their home floor. They went to Boston and proceeded to get whooped by Jason Tatum's 51 points, a new Game 7 record just a month after Curry dropped 50, which was the Game 7 record against the Kings. The Miami-New York series wasn't very exciting, but the Nuggets-Sun series provided some interesting storylines. This reminded us of Game 7 of Mavs-Suns last year. The Mavericks led by 40 at times and stopped the Suns from scoring. Similarly, this year, the Nuggets stopped the Suns from scoring at times and won by 25. In both instances, Phoenix was on their home floor and had their core trio of Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and DeAndre Ayton, with Phoenix now having added Kevin Durant in the second round. Phoenix just can't win closeout games. Finally, we have the Lakers-Warriors series. The Lakers won in six, but here's another interesting fact. Klay Thompson shot 15% from the field, a new low for the supposed Game 6 Klay. Also, this was the first time this Warriors team didn't make the finals when they made the playoffs. Isn't that crazy? Anyways, the Lakers destroyed them in Game 6, and the Warriors had no chance. Now, for the conference finals. Denver vs. LA was quite uneventful, as Denver won in four. The Lakers sold many leads throughout the series, and in game four, LeBron had three chances to win the game. The second chance came with two seconds left, as he drove in for a layup. However, he was blocked by our new defensive mastermind, Aaron Gordon. LeBron got the rebound with .5 seconds left, but didn't even attempt to shoot. The Lakers lost that game, and it was all LeBron's fault. Actually, it probably wasn't, but most people blamed it on LeBron because of the botched shot at the end. In a much more eventful series, we had Boston vs. Miami. Miami went up 3-0, which included winning two games on Boston's home floor, but Boston, they didn't give up and rallied back to tie it up 3-3. Derek White of Boston even hit a buzzer beater to win Game 6 by one point. However, Miami robbed Game 7 to take the series. That was a close one. Also, Boston's coach, Joe Mazzola, his job was probably saved when he brought them back from down 3-0. If they had gotten swept, he definitely would have gotten fired on the spot, as such a good team getting swept is never good in this league. Now, for some league news. Let's start off by covering the draft lottery. The San Antonio Spurs get Victor Wembanyama, and that could be the most important piece of their team for years to come. Here's a complete order. One San Antonio, two Charlotte, three Portland, four Houston, five Detroit, six Orlando, seven Indiana, eight Washington, nine Utah, 10 Dallas, 11 Orlando from Chicago, 12 Oklahoma City, 13 Toronto, and 14 New Orleans. 
I'll do a full mock draft in a later episode dedicated to only these picks. However, it seems that San Antonio is obviously going to take Wimbanyama, and Charlotte and Portland will split Brandon Miller or Scoot Henderson. However, Portland might trade that pick to keep building around Damian Lillard in an attempt to win him a championship. Houston might take one of the Thompson twins or Jairus Walker. Detroit could take whoever's left or Cam Whitmore. Orlando could take Jairus Walker or whoever else is left and more. Jairus Walker is a really popular one below three. Now, let's talk about a very certain player who retired, Carmelo Anthony. Melo was a legend with 10 All-Star selections, 6 All-NBA selections, and he was in the NBA's top 75 list. Melo had a storied career starting with Denver, then the Knicks, Thunder, Rockets, Blazers, and the Lakers. He played 18 years and blossomed into a star early in his Knicks tenure. The final piece of league news I'd like to talk about is Ja Morant's suspension. Adam Silver, NBA commissioner, announced that he would share Ja's punishment after the finals were over to not draw attention to Jaws situation. Silver announced that he found additional information regarding Morant's antics. Morant waved a firearm on Instagram Live, served a suspension, and claimed to have rehab. However, he did it again and may serve an even longer suspension to start next season. That's just what we know. He apparently did more. We also know that he allegedly beat up a teen and waved a laser a laser at Pacer's staff. Finally, let's cover Game 1 of the NBA Finals of 2023. We're going to talk stats, predictions, and what the losing team could have done better. Spoiler alert, that team was the Miami Heat. The Nuggets took over early in the game, but an 11-0 Heat run to start the fourth quarter shook the Nuggets. That put the game within only 10. The Nuggets held them off, winning 104-93. While I want the Heat to win, I think that the Nuggets win in a measly 5, as they're just dominating, and you'll see why in a few minutes. First, let's talk about free throws. The Heat attempted two, and Denver attempted 20. Two is an NBA all-time low, and they need to draw fouls. The Heat shot 40% overall, and they needed more paint looks. It seemed that Max Drews missed every shot he took, as with Caleb Martin. Max was 0 of 10 from the field, and 0 of 9 from the three, and Caleb Martin also shot 14 from the field. Jimmy Butler had only 13 points. Some bright spots for the Heat was that Haywood Highsmith, who scored 18 points, was breaking out, and Bam Adebayo, who had 26, was stopping his cold streak. Highsmith usually is a bench piece, getting spot minutes, but he played well this game. Bam was cold for a few games, especially during the conference finals, and he heated back up. Get what I did there? Denver was dominating. That's it. Jokic had a 27-point triple-double, Jamal Murray had 26 points and 10 assists, and more. Michael Porter Jr. and Aaron Gordon got hot early and helped Denver take a strong lead. Plus, Bruce Brown hit a couple of clutch floaters to ice the game up. The main storyline here is that the Heat are just, well, I have to be frank about it. They're just too short. They're undersized at every position, enabling Denver to score at will. Even when they double team, it does nothing. And there are many defensive gaps, and their usually solid zone defense was ripped apart by Nikola Jokic. Jokic tore everything they had apart, and they couldn't do anything to stop it. He and Jamal Murray were unstoppable, and they're the first duo of teammates since Magic Johnson and James Worthy to have 25 points and 10 assists in the final game. The Heat also had so many wide-open threes, and missed most of those too. Another thing we need to talk about is, yes, the Heat's zone defense. 
It worked against Boston, worked against New York, and even worked against the Bucks. However, it's not going to work against Denver. Jokic is taller than everybody on the court, and he's able to pass and playmake at will. Jokic can also score when he feels like it. Thus, the zone defense is not going to work as well, and neither will man-to-man because they're undersized. Do you need to run a different type of zone, or need to double-team Jokic on every play and try to stop him from passing the ball? That's all for today's episode, and I'll see you guys next time on the NBA's Big 30.